is Rachel, your host of the Recovery Daily Podcast. <laughs> I'm totally trying to figure out how to do an intro, and I don't know. I'm I'm trying to make it more exciting. We'll see. I'll figure something out. Uh, anyway, um, today's topic is an attitude adjustment. So think about the times when you have thought... I wish I hadn't have fill in the blank. Um, Like things that are in your control or out of your control. So like, I wish I never had a stroke. That's a pretty good one. Um, I wish I wasn't an alcoholic. Um, I have a couple others. Uh, he, He hasn't responded to me. He must be mad at me. Um... I should have said fill in the blank. So all of these different like negative self-talk, like unhelpful thinking. Um, Think about how many times we do that throughout the day. And for me, I do it a lot. I definitely don't do it as much as I used to, but I still think that it's like it's like default mode for me to, um, to go in that direction with my self-talk. And it's so easy to regret past decisions. But when we do, we're forgetting how we got to where we are now. And uh, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking, well, what if I don't like where I am right now? you know, um, because I'm not real happy where I am right now. I'm in this, this recovery phase of my life for the second big time. I would say, I I would say the third time, but I don't think after I had my stroke that I fully was, I think I was in denial for the past two years. So we're going to say this is the second time in my life that I'm full blown considered in recovery. And although I don't like where I am, I've said ad nauseum that I know that there's something great that's going to be waiting for me on the other side of this, an opportunity, whatever that may be. And so it's important that I recognize where I am right now in this moment. I wouldn't be here without all of the things that happened before I got here. Um, I've talked about how grateful I am that I have gone through recovery um, from alcoholism because it has provided me with a tool set that I've been able to apply to this recovery. And So I think it's important for me to find new momentum in each phase of my life, considering, you know, this is a whole new normal for me right now. I'm hoping that this isn't a lifelong normal, but but if it is, I need to be able to accept that and When I made the decision to take a break from um, working 
and focus on my recovery, I entered a new phase of my life. And um, although I might have been kicking and screaming, now that I'm here, I need to build back momentum because I had a lot of momentum um, over the past few years working. And even having had the stroke, I was really, uh, I, I wouldn't let that momentum towards my career, I wouldn't let go of it. I just kept pushing through it, regardless of what obstacles I had in front of me. And it was unhealthy for me. And that's why I'm here today, the way that I am with the challenges that I am, at least that's my understanding. <laughs> um, that I just worked, I was working too hard and not taking care of myself. So now I'm in a new phase where I need to find new momentum. And so I've mentioned this in a previous episode about having this beginner's mindset or this new mindset where everything looks new. You know, so often we get up, you know, I'm looking around this house that I live in, I see it every day, and I lose uh, excitement about things that I'm looking at every day. Um, we had recently put our house up for sale, we ended up not selling and, and taking it off the market. But during that time that we were doing that, we deep cleaned everything. I, I decorated it as if it was like a model home. And, um, and I had a new appreciation for, for the house and for all of our stuff and just my environment. Um, it's so nice to like, to clean things up, you know, and have this, this new look on things. And, and so my suggestion here is trying to have that, that mindset whenever we're approaching a new phase of our life to, to be able to see beyond the narrative, the self-talk, and to see beyond the limitations that we've been told that we have and um, and figure out our own limitations. And, and I assure you, with positive self-talk, your limitations are um, minimized. I would say uh, you are able to go a little bit further just with positive self-talk. So... Looking at where I am right now today is an important part of my journey and, and it's really obvious to me because I've had really a life-altering situation that has been handed to me. And sometimes when we approach different phases in our life, we almost don't even realize that we're approaching a new phase of our life. So it's important to always step back and, and look at 
the whole picture and see if I were to identify the phases of my life, how would I define them? And what phase am I in right now? And um, how can I make the most of it? What am I missing? What am I not looking at with with a, the right mindset? Do I have positive self-talk all the time? So one of the exercises that I would recommend that I've done is to get to know yourself. So um, by doing this, you just get a piece of paper out. Yes, a piece of paper. I guess you can use a computer, but for me, I had to use a piece of paper. So you're going to write these, um, these phrases down, and then you'll just fill in the blank. So for example, you'll write, I am dot, dot, dot. And then you can write down as many um, adjectives as you can think of to describe yourself. And this is, this is uh, almost like looking at yourself as uh, outside of yourself, you know, like, so mine was, I am emotional. I am smart, a hard worker. I am sober. I am energetic. So that that kind of stuff. And um, and really think about how would your best friend describe you? And the next phrase is I have. So I put for mine, I have <laughs> I have pretty hair. I have a perfect boyfriend. He doesn't listen to this uh, podcast, just so you know. So I'm not sucking up. (laughs) I have a great job. I have cute dogs. I have a big heart. So those are some of the things that I put. And then the next one is I love. So some of my answers were I love my courage I love my, I can't read what I wrote. (laughs) I wrote uh, my Saturday and Sunday morning coffee. That's what it says. I love my family. I love pretty weather. Okay, the next one is my strengths. So some of the things that I put are my strengths are my recovery program listening, parenting, uh, practicing being calm. I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at practicing being calm. Um, that has taken a lot of practice, by the way. And uh, the next one is my pet peeves. So for my pet peeves, I have uh, people complaining uh, people who don't try hard, people who don't sleep enough. Uh, so it's all people. Other people are my pet peeves. Um, not caring about other people's feelings. So these are some of my pet peeves. And then the last one is I aspire to. And for this, I have I aspire to improve running improve yoga, 
stay sober. Um, I aspire keeping inner peace. And I think that's that's enough for now. So <laughs> anyway, so this is an exercise to try to um, get to know yourself. And so the purpose of it is to set yourself up so that when you find yourself in negative self-talk, you can challenge it. So for example, if you're thinking to yourself, um, I, I should have, I should have practiced harder for my presentation that totally sucked. Would you say that to someone that you love? Would I say, um, you, you know, your presentation totally sucked. You should have practiced harder. Um, another thing to challenge your self-talk is, uh, are the thoughts that I'm having helpful or problem solving? So if I say I should have practiced harder, my presentation sucked. Is this helpful or problem problem solving? No, I probably, um, should in order to shift that to positive self-talk, I should say, how could I have given myself more time to practice for my presentation? The next question to challenge your self-talk would be, can I control this? So I should have practiced harder. My presentation sucks. Could you control that? Yes, you can control it. So at that point, it's going back to the helpful or problem-solving type um, thoughts. So the next question is, are my expectations realistic? So was it realistic for me to practice harder for my presentation? Well, I would probably go back and look at how, all the things that I was probably trying to do while I was putting together that presentation. Did I actually have time to practice or was that unrealistic? So being kind to myself, would I have, um, would I approach a friend who, you know, who's, uh, had a family member just pass away, has construction going on as on their house and had a presentation going and say, you should have practiced harder. Your presentation sucked. No, that's not realistic. It's really not. They probably, um, it was probably too much on their plate. So, um, and then the last one is, am I making up the end of the story without the facts? I, I think a little bit. So with that example, my presentation sucked. Did somebody else tell you your presentation sucked? Or is this just a story that you're telling yourself? Because um, it could very well be that the presentation came across fine. Um, so it probably requires you to talk to some other people. So if I were to think of some other examples, uh, another one is uh, he hasn't responded to me. He must be mad at me. I do that a lot. 
Um, I send a text message to somebody and they don't respond to me for 24 hours or something like that. And I think, oh my God, what did I do? He's probably totally pissed off at me, you know? So going through these challenging questions, would I say this to someone I love? So would I go up to my, uh, my friend and say, yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Probably right. He's not responding to you. I'm sure you did something and he's totally pissed at you. No, that I totally wouldn't say that. So why would I say that to myself? Um, the next thing is, are these thoughts helpful or problem solving? So is it, is it getting me anywhere Or is it just causing stress to say, oh, he's just probably totally pissed at me for something? No, um, I would probably instead maybe just say, just send the person, give the person a call (laughs) or send another text like, why are you just marinating in this negative self-talk that you've done something wrong to piss this person off? Like, just call them or something or text them again. And the next uh, challenging question is, can I control this? Um, Yeah, you can control it by uh, getting your shit together and just texting them or calling them. I say that a lot. Get your shit together. Um, Okay, the next question is, are my expectations realistic? Is it realistic for me to have texted somebody And it was 10 o'clock at night, and they still haven't responded at 8 a.m. in the morning. No, that's not realistic. Because most human beings are actually, if they're not obsessed with their, their mobile device, they wouldn't have checked it yet in that amount of time. So, And then finally, am I making up the end of the story without the facts? And I think that's very much the case in that situation. So um, one uh, quote that I found that I thought was really kind of inspiring for me is it's by Maya Angelou, and it is, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. And so I really liked that, and it reminds me very much of the serenity prayer which is a part of my program for sobriety, um, which is uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And when I first got sober, and for many years, and sometimes I still do it, I think I forget. I think I turned to just having a conversation with my higher power um, rather than saying the serenity prayer. But the serenity prayer is something that we're, we're encouraged in the beginning of sobriety to repeat to ourselves as we're tr- a lot of times digging ourselves out of a, a lot of the challenges um, that we created for ourselves when we were drinking. So 
really recognizing what we can change and what we can't change. And, um, and I think that's a key point is, is what we can't change. And there's so much that we can't change. There's, there's so little that we can, that, you know, that we have control over and that, um, and that we can change. It, It seems like that at least. So being able to recognize that and, um, and accepting that. I think acceptance is a big part of that as well. So um, that's what I have for you today is just um, some suggestions on how to give yourself an attitude adjustment. And I certainly needed that today. So thanks for listening and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.